what up, everybody? Welcome to Scurry and the Scrub. Andy Marinas, Jordan Scurry. You know the drill. Here to talk. Uh, we're matching up, previewing Creighton UConn week at Gamble. The number one Huskies, the 18th ranked Jays. If you still hold the AP poll dear to your heart, I'm not one who does, but I guess since they're number one, like it's a, it's a sexy thing to say, right? Like, yeah, AP. it could be fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I forget. Was it Kyle Korver or whoever said it's not every day you get to play the number one seed, get opportunity to knock them off. It's a cool thing to get to do. So, I mean, I guess just for the sake of that, I'll take it. Yeah. But I want to start with this because UConn announced that they're doing their beer promotion for this game, which lets me know that they know it's a big game. You know what I mean? Like, like Creighton did dollar beer night for UConn back when, like two years ago, when it was the when Nemhard was hurt, it was like their first game back after yeah. Providence, you know. And I was like, I was like, all right, that's that's obviously Creighton trying to like make sure the crowd is lit for a game that yeah that was probably must win for Creighton right there because Nemhard's out like they probably had to prove that they could win a game without him to like let everybody know that hey we're still worthy of a tournament bid and all that, you know? So yeah, Creighton did that. And I think UConn's kind of like responding in turn here. But it's not quite the same, Jordan. No. It's $2. It's $2, 12-ounce Miller Lights, which, like, like um, tell the people. But, but whatever. Like, that's, that's fine. But it's only for the first half. And it seems like there's limited supplies because it's only – it's for the first half and it's while supplies last. So, like, that meant, that lets me know that – they're not going hard in terms of like, you know, supplying people with enough to like either they think their crowd is too crazy with its liquor or which is the truth. It's UConn. Which fans. is probably the truth. Yeah. I mean, but like Omaha also can go crazy too. Like at last there was a when two years ago when they did it for UConn, there was like a fight in the student section. Like some dude like got busted up lit bad. Like he they were walking in by me in the tunnel and he was like all cut up. And I was like, oh damn. So like Creighton can go crazy too, you know what I mean? That's a, that's the thing about Creighton though, in terms of just fan bases. Like Creighton, you'll have like classic college students or like you know student section fan like college kids go crazy. Yeah, but like Providence or UConn will have grown ass men fighting. Oh, that's that's a good point. That's like, definitely Providence. Yeah, definitely Providence. Providence will, there will be grown people. men like fighting in the stands if you pick the wrong section so yeah no and i think it's pretty easy to pick out i always thought it's pretty easy to pick out the uh the the, the, when teams do the dollar beer nights or two dollar beer nights just because it's like you pick the game during you pick the game you need a boost during a like a that midweek lull or december lull period january lull period that's just not on a weekend because on the weekend it's not hard to convince people to drink, but yeah. like on a weekday game, like tomorrow, it's like, ah, come on. Like that's just, that's just little, little boost. We got you. That's, that's the so other part of it too. It's doing. a Wednesday. I see it's what like a, doing. it was well, a seven, it's a 6 PM tip on the East coast Wednesday night. I'll be there. I'm uh, boots on the ground, man. So I'll put you, what's your, ground. python? what's your question? What's your hypothesis in putting to the test? Can you even get a buzz? I'll let you know. Yeah, like, can you, like, think about Gamble Arena's been around since the 80s, right? Like, that's when it was built, 79, 80, somewhat. so it's an old arena. Yeah. You know those, you know those concession situations are rough, like, compared to yeah, the because. So, like, so, like, my so what are we talking year. about lines, concession lines, like, you only have 45 minutes, right? Unless you get there early, then you have yeah. maybe 60 to 80. Um, so well, we just got to see, man. It's really going to de- depend on the lines because the lines the last time I was there were pretty intense. And I don't see if they're anything the way the lines were last time. I don't see because I think last time I maybe got three, four beers total. Like I didn't drink that much last time either because okay. I was driving. Um, but yeah, I don't. We'll see what the lines are like. I'll, I'll let you know. Definitely. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical though. Like I don't know. I I don't I don't think that's going hard enough. You only if you're yeah, they're gonna have to. If you're only doing it for the first half. If you're only doing it for the first half, like till the it says till the the end of the first half. So they're not even gonna let you like come up after halftime and get more. Think about that. 
It's until the end of the first half. So it means that means when like the first half hits zero zero, it's over. Like the beer special is over. Yeah, so it's 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 just so a, really you have, it's, you have they shouldn't even call it because it's not even for the full night. They shouldn't even call it dollar beer night. They can't even do that. Yeah, they gotta do. It. Yeah, they just they should call it two dollar beer promotion. That's it. They're not even because like, they're just promoting yeah. it in the first half. That's it. Right. It's $2 beers and it's only like as soon as the buzzer hits for first half, it's over. So what are you looking at here? Like most people, when how, how early do people get to the arena? Student section, doors open 90 there. minutes before. Doors open 90 minutes before, right? Student section will probably be all packed up 90 minutes before. So yeah. the students, every, every student that's 21 or over or has a, has a good ID is getting 90 minutes of $2 mirror, mirror lights. Yep. Most fans get there like 30 minutes early. Okay. So I think most fans are getting like two beers on this out of this promotion. I think students will get three. Well, I'm glad we can actually just figure this out tomorrow. Yeah. We don't even have to wonder about this long. This is going to be fun. Good to have you there. I think it's a but I think it's good because we can actually put this theory to the test with you. Yeah, we can. Arena. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the whole science project for us. So when when are you getting to the arena? What's your how much how much of a window? Are I want to get there. I'm this? trying to get there like 90 minutes before I can get. A, I can leave around 3:30 tomorrow. It's only like hour hour 20 if there's like some traffic or build up. So okay. yeah, uh, I hope to get some. I hope to get that full 90 minutes, and we'll see what happens. So if you get 90 minutes, and I'm betting you get, I'm betting you're able to purchase, and I know you're not leaving your seat during like play. So I'm betting you're able to purchase. Let me see if it's a. It doesn't say there's a. It doesn't say there's a minimum purchase. I don't know what the bands will say. I'm sure. I, I'm, I assuming, I'm assuming it's two. Give you two. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's two. How so could I'm you betting, even carry more? I would need a apparatus. Yeah. yeah. So how long would it take you to down two beers? Uh, if you get there an hour before tip. Ooh. Two beers an hour before tip. I just drove two hours. I'm yeah, probably two, a little cranky. Two times per two times yeah. per trip. How many beers can you? How many beers can you get before the ball is tipped? Because I think you're only getting one trip to the concessions after the ball after the I, game starts. I think I can maybe get really. Yes. Okay. With the game going, I also yeah. just don't. I also don't like to get up. Like I'm only going to go at the media timeouts. So. And you're not going through all. I don't think you're going for all four. You won't make it back in time. No, no, not at all. So you're gonna pick one where it's like you'll probably pick an early one. I'm guessing. Hopefully, where it, when it's not close, yes. Um, or like not he said pivotal. He said not, not sorry, closest he's like, to the word I was looking for there. Pivotal. He's like creating. Ten, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to the under sixteen probably the first media, and you're going, and then you're coming back, and you're locking in. So I think I could get. So that's two. No, I think two. I could put. I think I could get four beers down before. Okay, so you're going to get – so so what we're mapping out right now is you got six. Because you're going to do four before, and then you're only going once during the first half. You're going to get – so that's two. Yep, yep, so six. So six, six, and if I get lucky, there's going to be one more time. If I get lucky, well, there'll be one more time. Yeah, so 12-ounce Miller Lights, six, 12 – so you're getting 72 ounces of Miller Light. Which we're, well, I'm trying. Yeah, so that's, that's what we're going for. Will that, will that get you a buzz? Well, that, that's. Well, I that, mean, that, I really hope I think so. Six would do it. I think six would get you a buzz. <laughs> but I mean, you're kind of a pro at the same time too. So. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. I don't think. It depends I don't think how much I ate. I eat tomorrow. It depends true. if we have pregame subway. True. I don't know if we'll get to that. It depends if I eat a good breakfast tomorrow. You know, like there's a lot of variables that you just have go to Duncan. What, what do you get at Duncan? Just like a little like uh Oh, Duncan's Bacon got a deal right now. You can go medium, get the medium, 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 medium iced coffee with. You can get a, uh, the bacon, egg, and cheese on the, or a sausage, egg, and cheese on the croissant right now for like three dollars. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm thinking, unbelievable I'm, I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking See, of this that is why I already. Place. This is why I know I would have had some type of promotional Dunkin' Donuts deal oh, yeah. at Creighton because I just would have talked about it because like that's just like. I don't know. It's what we talk about here. Anyway. It's like, yo, you know what you know what the deal at Duncan is? You, you got a promo yeah. code for Duncan. You got a free Duncan code. Like, Well, the other part of it is, too, I don't think anyone who even, like, comes to Creighton, unless they're from where you're from, would even, like, go to Duncan. 
Yeah. I don't even know. The, I don't even know. Well, no, not... Brady. Brady would go. You had people. Some I don't know. Some people do like it though, because it's the flavor. It's the flavor. I, coffee. Feel, I feel like it's not the. I feel like it's not the main coffee joint for everybody that's from not from here though. No, like definitely. Just like, of course. Yeah. So that's what I mean. You'd be one of the only ones helping promote Duncan in the Omaha area. So they would yeah, like be like, yeah, so, sure. Especially for you so in Boston, then you can like, yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. So, so you would, you would, that would have been your first offer for sure. Yeah, can't help myself. Love my Duncan. I don't know how to transition from this. I just saw UConn's beer promotion, and I thought that's amateur because Creighton does another beer night. That's how Omaha does it. Yeah. Um. I bet you there's we got like dollar something. beer now. We have Fanta out there shooting the gun. He's half in the bag when he's doing it. Like we get, we go crazy. Steve Lavin. Yeah, yeah. No. You know I mean? Steve. Steve was like, that's was he who started it? Uh, no, he didn't start it. He was the one who like, he was the one who gassed it. it up like on FS1. <laughs> like he's the one who mainstreamed it. Is that does that makes sense? Like always kind of Big East. Yeah, or just for Creighton. Um, I don't know. I think he might have shamed like other Big East schools into doing it because I can see that because he would always mention it on national television, and it's like the, no no other sport. I, I've watched like all the football shows and everything. No one talks about like beer consumption from it's fan funny. bases. So like Creighton's the only Creighton's the only school like getting national television run for like drinking beer. That's like yeah, because it's funny because Steve Nebraska doesn't never... even sell beer at their games, Jordan. Oh yeah, no, that's a whole. I you know I only saying? figured that Everybody. out. I only figured that out from going to the football games, and I yeah. was like, you, "What?" I was like, "I just have to be sober this whole game." I wasn't yeah. prepared because yeah. other people, you know, snuck it in and everything. I was right. like, like, "Oh my why? gosh, mm-hmm. is this isn't is this a pop Warner game? Am I at the right game?" That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I like I, I was. Do I have the right stadium? Yeah, and I know no, I know a bunch of like Creighton players like always go go to Lincoln for the football games or whatever you know. And they they're always like, "What the fuck? You can't drink beer there?" Like, nope. It's 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 yeah. What is it? Those World War II stadiums that they built that they gotta get that rule <laughs> turned over. I know all those vets want us to be drinking in those stadiums. Come on now, like we gotta yeah, get that rule overturned. Are you saying that's what they sacrificed for so we could drink beer? Yeah, yeah, that was part of it. Was part of the American dream that. was yeah. I, I bet, bet you they would say that if I if I put my life on the line for this country, you, I hope you could drink out a football game for me. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Well, at least you'll be able to drink a gamble tomorrow. We'll just see how much. We'll see if you can get a buzz or not. I'm skeptical. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Roll the dice. So how hyped are you about this game tomorrow? If you're going, I know you're. I know you're lit already. I mean, yeah, I'm ex- did it matter that they were not? Does it matter to you that they're number one in the AP poll at all? Does that add anything extra to it? I mean, it adds a little extra, like I was saying at the beginning, just that it's like, I guess it would be a cool thing. I guess, but right, really, if you are talking about the game itself, it doesn't add anything. It's not like it's like because they were put into number one this week, you're like, oh, you yeah. want to win it all that much more? No, you still, if you didn't want to win it. <laughs> Before, I don't know why the number one would make you want to win anymore. Now, I think it's still same teams. Got to beat them. Uh, it would be nice to get a win on the road. Uh, num- being number one would just be like a little icing on the cake. But yeah, yeah. still yeah. tough team. At about, home would be cool to get a good little road win. What about if you're a player? Does it change at all if you're a player that like UConn's UConn? They're the reigning national champs. So, like there was already yeah. Like you're already hyped to go out there and play them, especially because. Um, they beat you there last year, um, but you've also had their number, right? Like, Trey and Kalkbrenner and those guys, like, they're, what, 3-1 and one against them now against UConn? So they want to keep that going, like, keep that bragging right going, you know, because UConn's kind of like the big shot of the Big East. But, like, you also want to stack up. When they win a national championship and you want to win a national championship, you want to, like, go play them because you want to see what you got, you know? But if you're a player and that's already a part of it, and then you see the number one get slapped in front of their name. Does it change anything for you? Yeah, I mean, it's like a, like I was saying, it's always it, it would add obviously to your Creighton legacy to be able to take down a number one and especially a team that had a lot has the DNA of a national championship coming off last year. So it, it would be a statement. It definitely would be a statement, and I think it would really put Creighton in the conversation they want to be in at this time of year. Uh, 
I don't know, like in terms of statement wins late in the year would be it, it, it would mean something. So yeah, it would definitely definitely get me going a little bit more. You as would a player. you would show up to scout Monday. Oh, locked in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely a little extra juice locked in. Like, because it's the opportunity that's there. It's the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be able to take down number one. To be able to say that, I don't know. What did I have? One, maybe two opportunities to do that in my entire time playing. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Nova Nova, Nova was one coming in your freshman year. I can't think of any Um, other time. That's why I said maybe two, but yeah. Yeah. So I just think that opportunity in itself is just. Amazing! Like, how many times you get to play number one? How many times you get the opportunity? So, right, take advantage, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm curious too because I do think like I do think they looked really locked in this week. You know, I think they looked yeah they looked like they were in like game mode. You know, not just going through the motions or not just kind of um taking it easy. Like they were reps, they they were taking the reps seriously. So I'm curious. You know, not that they always don't, but like sometimes you just have like moments where you're just joking around, you know what I mean? Like it's just to get through the yeah. grind of a season, you know what I mean? There's lighter moments. I didn't see I didn't see like lighter moments in practice this week. So I think they're like this is I think this is like a business trip week for Creighton, and I'm curious to see how they play because they, they practice with a with a seriousness. Like yeah, you know, like like that. They practice with like a with a with a I don't know if they're looking ahead at all, but if you think about it. This week is you're at UConn Wednesday, you know, reigning national champs, number one team in the country in the AP poll, and then you're at Seton Hall on Saturday. So this is going to be the long week on the road, which never doesn't usually go well. You know, it's hard to sweep this week. It's very you know very I mean? tough because you're on the road so long, and by the end of it, you just want to go home. Um, luckily, the game on Saturday is in the morning, so like they won't have to wait around all day Saturday to play. So the the you know it might go a little bit faster in that regard, but. Um, if they like, if they get both of these, then they're six and two in the league with the next three games at home. You know what I mean? Like you put yourself, if you sweep this week, you put yourself in the driver's seat for the Big East title. Absolutely. And if you go one and one, you put yourself in the hunt for it because you're then you have a chance to, if you take care of home court, then you have a chance to put yourself at eight and three through eleven games, and then you're, I mean that that might be top of the league too. So oh yeah. Like finding a way to split this week, um, at the very at the very worst puts Creighton in the hunt for the title. And uh if they sweep it, that might put him in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? Going into February. Definitely. Definitely. So and big. I think a lot of what you're talking about too, I think just like talking about where they were locked in at practice. Obviously that comes when you're playing number one and a team like UConn that you want to beat. Uh obviously given the history of just our matchups with them. But mm-hmm. also I think coming off that just the St. John's game, I think there were definitely a, some attention to detail things de- on the defensive side that Creighton's like like I, I I noticed it even I'm like, yeah, they're gonna drill this harder this week. They're gonna definitely put guys in their different positions and when they're forced to switch and like be in this type of spacing, like I know they're gonna drill that harder this week. So I think even just that they were there. There's just a different level of urgency, I think, where you're seeing a lot of these teams now, like adjusting. I guess even like and giving Creighton such a good shot, I guess, from coming from the St. John's game. So I think there is just that internal feeling that it's like, all right, we it's it's that time. Like we have to clean these little things up before teams do take advantage and come out with a loss. That it's a game you should have won. So that's mm. this is the time. This is the time to. Just I guess tighten a few things up, and so I think that's where the urgency is, and so it helps when you're playing number one, even gets that lock in even more. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm fascinated by this because I, I it's one of those games where Creighton can go in and play well and lose. So I think that yeah. like I think that puts you in a different mindset too, knowing that your best might have, that you're playing such a good team that it's possible your best might might not be good enough. Um. Because of where you're playing them, because of how they're playing, because of you know if Donovan Klingon comes back, you know you don't know. That's kind of yeah. You know, with, that with could her, be a whole deal, yeah. Right, like it just changes things. You know what I mean? So it's a. Uh, I think as a player, you probably go into a different frame of mind if you're going into a game that you know your A game possibly could not be good enough. You know what I mean? So it makes yeah. you want to be, makes you want to like dot every I, cross every T, that kind of thing in your preparation yeah. to make sure you're not 
cheating your preparation and you know kind of going through the motions at times you want to put your so, you're, so that way when you tip the ball off on wednesday night you're putting your best out there from a preparation standpoint and everything going forward right yeah definitely i i think it's <laughs> it's a game to not get too emotionally high on either it's just like you oh, really? want to i i I think you don't want like you want to live at a place of like understanding the moment, but mm-hmm. like you don't want to get too emotionally high because you still want to just build off of, I guess the identity that this team has like been trying to build and now figuring things out. I guess with uh, I'm just thinking guard play wise, like I think they're really starting to figure it out. I think with Ashworth coming on and now Trey kind of settling in more so to his spot mm-hmm. and how they're playing around each other. It's like you mm-hmm. want to build off those those things that are going to be constant still for the year. So it's like, obviously you want to go out here um, and like take advantage of the opportunity, like I was saying, and seize the moment, but it's like, don't get too emotionally high because you want to be able to carry things over from this game to that scene all game on Saturday, because okay. don't let just, don't, don't get stuck on a one game. It's like a, you want to, you want to carry over. Like you're saying, like you could, they could play well and lose. It's like, but yeah, they could play well and lose, but figure things out and just, beat the crap out of St. John's. I mean, excuse me, Seton Hall in the next game. So it's like you you want to just make sure you're gauging where you are. Well, I think it's because I think if you go into this game and like kind of make it bigger than it is and try to try to invest all of your energy into it and then however you come out of it, if you win, the come down from that in terms of the adrenaline and all the energy you feel, you might not be able to recover your mindset in time to play Seton Hall and prepare like you need to prepare, right, for the short for the turnaround again. And then the other part of it is, too, like if you invest all that into it and you lose, the disappointment level might be too hard to overcome as well. So, like, that's it. Too. So, yeah, staying stay level and just going out there and doing what you do and just trying to execute think, well yeah. enough to win the game probably is, like, the best way to go about it because then – no matter what happens, win or lose, you can just bounce back with the same mentality against Seton Hall, right? That's it. It's 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 exactly what we're talking about. It's just knowing that you could play a really good game tomorrow and still lose. Yes. It's just knowing that. And like not beating so it's like it's knowing that so that if that happens, you're not beating yourself up over it. You're like, hey, look, we did execute on this, this, and this. We just didn't execute on this and this. Clean this and this up against Seton Hall. We came mm-hmm. out of this one and one. All right, cool. But hey, we do execute all five assets. Hey, we can sweep. <laughs> we can <Yeah>. sweep, <laughs> which is what I'm going for tomorrow. So we'll mm-hmm. see. How do you, uh, what's your opinion of UConn so far? Especially like because they've had to modify things a little bit without clinging. He went down in that Seton Hall game and they ended up getting kind of routed a little bit in that one. Um, and they've had to like experiment with small ball lineups. Alex Caravan's playing a lot of five, so they're able to stretch the floor and really compromise teams and shoot the ball like crazy. They're scoring really well. Scoring I mean, if you look so well, yeah, Big East play they're number, they're number one most efficient offense. Yeah, and Creighton's the number one most efficient defense. So like that's the Cam's, battle. It, the most impressive to me, I'm like Cam Spencer is shooting the mm-hmm. ball crazy right now. Yeah, he's he's knocked. He's out. on a tear. He's on a tear. But, yeah, I think their offense, it's it, it's just been smooth thus far. They can shoot it. They can get – so they can score it kind of all levels, and especially when they got athletes. Like, if they get Castle in transition or mm-hmm. anything like that, they got athletes, too, um, in the backup for clinging. So, uh, yeah, they definitely could score it, but I just think it's a matter of if they can keep this up. I mean, it's, they, they've they've been able to do it this like all year, and they've been shooting it well as of lately. Um, but they kind of like they went on this tear, and I, this is kind of who they were when they went on the run, and obviously won it all last year, um, just scoring at all levels wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they just they have all the, they can score in all the same ways. So I, think... I just think the only the only difference is it's just it's not as efficient in the paint scoring, but they make up for it in shooting really. Yeah, yeah, definitely shoot the lights out of it now. Um, yeah, I mean they were thirteen. They had thirteen threes against Georgetown. Caravan had six. Spencer had five. Even Castle hit one. Um, yeah. I mean that, that was a Tristan Newton. They were thirteen and twenty four, and Tristan Newton went zero for six, and he's knocked down too. He's like thirty five percent on the year. Yeah, Tristan like, Newton. He's his his he finishing even, ability is 
insane. I've never seen. He has some of the most unorthodox finishes where he's yeah. like letting the ball go on the way down. Where I'm like, wow, he just his focus when he gets to the rim is just different. Mm-hmm. He's actually struggling a little bit in Biggie's plays, only shooting 21% from three, but you know he can hit. Like, that's what I mean. You have yeah. to. Like, you can't just. I imagine there's. When they, especially when they're going five out, there's going to be some, like Creighton's going to have to not guard somebody. So it's either going to be like, if they go five out with Clarkman on the floor, it's either going to be like, I don't know. Like Newton's shooting 21% from three, but you don't want to leave him wide open because he'll knock him down, right? So they're either going to have to play him on on Stefan Castle, who's only shooting, he's only hit three all year. He has hit one in a couple games in Big East play, but um. So that's something that Creighton you could see Creighton doing because they're probably they're not going to want to guard, um, they're not going to want to put Kalkbrenner on Caravan, who is their small oh. ball five in their small ball lineup because that takes Kalkbrenner away from the rim. Yeah. So like, it, it, if they go small, I, I don't know what Creighton's going to do, but I almost am sure that they're going to guard put Kalkbrenner on Castle and leave him open, and yeah. just dare you know, kind of like the Andre Jackson. I think defense, that's just dare him to shoot, you know. And just hope he yeah, shoots I you think... kind of out of hope he shoots you can out of the game instead of like yeah. going off, you know. He's the one who you say, Can he beat us? Yeah. From, yeah. yeah, from three, right. But uh, but it's tough with that five out lineup though, because like you said, Spencer's knocked down, Caravan's knocked down, and Tristan Newton has hit big shots in his career. So like you can't you there might be a element of like, well, he's struggling right now, but if you let him get hot, then you're in real trouble. You know what I mean? So like get you have some, to I, get some beer into these fans and see if they can break him out of this slump. <laughs> and Solomon Ball can hit too. Like he's a good shooter. Um, I think Jalen Stewart's hit a three, hit a couple threes. Like you have to honor like a lot of these guys, you know what I mean? You have to respect them. Yeah. Um, well, I guess Jalen Stewart's only hit two threes, never mind. But I mean, Ball's a good shooter. Newton has shown to be a good shooter. I don't know. They're 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 hard to guard when they go five out because because Caravan can stretch the floor at the five and that just makes it tough and we know how, I mean if anything the way Creighton plays defensively, um, most of the time that's the that's the kryptonite is a five who can stretch the floor like that 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 spreads them out that compromises them that makes them that exploits their kind of, you know, um. Inconsistency with staying in front of the ball one on one and you know locking guys up one through five, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who who do you think? So you think it'll be Calcbrenner on Castle tomorrow? That's how they're gonna start. When UConn goes small, that's how it won't start like that. Johnson will start. Samson will start or Klingon will start. But when they go small to start, when they, yeah. When, but when they go small and Caravan's at the five, I think Parker guards Castle, and and then and then Creighton's kind of just going to gamble that he can't he can't beat them from the three point line. He's not comfortable out there. And you keep so him in the paint. Take or do you make him, yeah, you keep him in the paint. Yeah, yeah, because you'll Parker can yeah. play. Can can play? He can play that roamer. He can just back off, leave him open on the weak side, and you know. Do what he does in the in terms of protecting the rim. So that's what I think will happen if they go small. And if Samson yeah. Samson's gonna start, so he's the true five, so it'll be a true five matchup. But like I think this is a Kalkbrenner game because if you just look at the way UConn's been playing, especially defensively yeah. without clinging, I mean Georgetown had 15 offensive rebounds. They got to the free they shot 38 free throws. Like if Creighton had played UConn on Sunday, the way UConn played, they would have won by like 10. Because yeah. Because UConn did not defend the rim well, they didn't defend the paint well, they didn't clean up the defensive glass, like you know. So that's what when you look at this matchup going in, it might be good. It might have been a good thing for from UConn's standpoint that they had a game against Georgetown that they won comfortably, but struggled in areas that Creighton can exploit. Because I guess the, they'll probably be hyper focused on those areas of the game going into the Creighton game, right? Knowing that you know Creighton has an All American type center. Um, and a uh, guy in, you know, Mason Miller's a good offensive rebounder. Baylor Shireman's a good rebounder. So, I mean, there's 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 things that Creighton does well that don't match up too well with the way UConn's playing right now without Klingon. And I don't know 
even if he's ready to play tomorrow and he does play, I can't imagine him playing more than 10 or 15 minutes. I mean, he was only averaging 20 when he was healthy. So coming off a foot injury where he's been out for five games, I like um, he has been, he's yeah. missed the last, well, the he missed foot last injuries month. are hard because you can't do anything to stay in shape. So he's going to yeah. be, he, yeah, he's not going to have his wind. So yeah, whatever he does play, I think it's like two to three rotations most at max. And then yeah. I think Johnson will get if Clayton plays two or three rotations, I think Johnson gets one or two. And then I think they also go small just to try to just to try to make Kalkbender uncomfortable and make him guard in space. Yeah, throw different I mean. looks at him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see a lot of small ball tomorrow from UConn, whether Klingon plays or not. And I think the if Klingon plays, we see less of Samson Johnson. If he doesn't play, I think we see twelve to fifteen minutes of Samson Johnson. And either way, I think it's an opportunity for Creighton to, you know, play through Kalkbrenner and punish UConn at the rim. You know what I mean? Just because they'll be – that's why they'll be compromised defensively, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, I think if we can dominate the paint, just hit a few threes, it's broke down. Yeah, dominate the paint. And what what's the three-point number? Is there a magic number for you? Oh, ooh. I actually don't know, shot, do you know what do you know what our they shot thirty right they now? shot thirty uh Creighton shooting thirty six percent for the season right now. But average yeah. average number of made threes uh, per game. Hold on. What do you need it to be? What are you hoping what are you hoping I'm saying right now? I look this I'm gonna guess it. I I, I don't wanna I don't wanna undershoot my guess though. Oh, um, Peyton's I, made threes. I think I have a number that they need to hit tomorrow, but I could be wrong. It looks like they're hitting just over 10. 10.4 per game. Three-point oh. makes. How many they're making? See, I, was, I might have been – I don't know why I was going to say 10 was the number. I mean, 10 if, 10 if they're – if they get like 40 points in the paint and hit 10 threes, that's probably enough. Yep. That's seven. That's seventy points just on the just on the floor. Not All even. Right, yep. Not that's even, that. Not I'm, even, I'm gonna rock with it. Not even. Ten is the three counter. Three counter. We're putting it at ten tomorrow. Bang. So it's like yeah. If you get like yeah, four, if we can hit 10 40, 40 road, points in the paint and ten threes is seventy points. Then you add like two trade middies. That's seventy four. And then hit what like if you're dominating the paint, you're probably hitting at least ten free throws. That's eighty four points. Like yeah, you know what I mean. That's a if lot. We get two two trays on the road, we're good to go. So ten threes is a magic number. Then hit your average and definitely hit, 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 number. Hit your average and let Cockburner cook. Yep, that's that's tomorrow's game plan. Tomorrow's game plan. See how it goes. Or UConn's, oh. like, UConn's going to try to take Cockburner out of the game. Like I think they they're probably going to go in knowing that whether Klingon plays or not, he's not going to be able to play. He's not going to be able to handle a heavy workload. So. Like UConn knows they have to protect the protect the paint and just because against Georgetown, goes th- Cal goes for thirty. Shits like three threes. We're like all just enamored. That'd be crazy, especially because Sonogo hit like three on him last year and it gamble. Um, oh, I remember. Yeah, I'm thinking, but I'm just thinking like because against Georgetown, UConn was trying to take away threes, and I I think. And because Georgetown doesn't have anybody that can beat them up inside, but I think in this game, UConn might give up some threes, and I don't know, maybe be okay with it, because they figure maybe Creighton will just shoot themselves out of the game, and and then UConn, if, if UConn rebounds defensively really well, they can get out in transition, and that'll be a problem, because I know UConn's transition game is tough with those two shooters on the floor, um, and that'll get the crowd and go crowd involved, and. It'll kind of snowball from there, so maybe that's their game plan going in, is to make Creighton play outside in instead of inside out. I'm just if I, if I were going, right. I'd try to, that's, I would try to take yeah. away Kalkbender first because I you have to because if you're if you're UConn, that's your weak spot of your defense right now. You can't you can't protect the basket as well without clean. So yeah, so you have to like double, and then Creighton's just playing out of doubles and in space. Let's go, let's play. Let's play. Um, our one question from Brady Happy. Uh, My guy. 
Rob Doster, Field of 68, Field of 60 Bait correspondent, uh, says that UConn wins the matchup battle, giving the edge to Caravan and Spencer. Baylor over Castle barely and pushes Trey Newton and Calkling in. Um, is there any truth to this? I actually think it's I actually think it leans in Creighton's favor, who is the X Factor. So there's a couple questions there. Um yeah. so who wins the matchup battle? Well, if 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 Klingon doesn't play, Call I mean, I don't know. I think Calk wins the matchup battle there, even if yeah, he does I play, because he's not gonna be hundred percent. He's not gonna be at full workload. Like you know what I mean? So, and he's going to play yeah. what 10, 10 minutes, fifteen minutes at most, off of coming off of a, a five week, four week absence with a foot injury as a seven foot two, two hundred eighty plus big man, right? Like whatever yeah. ways away. So, Cockburner has the matchup there. That, those are not no the Cockburner matchup is not a push, not in any scenario. It's not a push. It's not a push whether it's Johnson or Klingon, to, and it's not a push if it's. Caravan yeah. because Cockburner won't guard Caravan. He'll guard Castle. So if if Klingon doesn't play, Cockburner is has the can dominate this game. Yeah. And if he does play, I still give him the edge because Klingon won't be like back to like who he yeah. is. His, like he'll be he'll be rusty. He'll be limited. And so he won't be able to win the matchup. You know what I mean? Yep. Um Trey versus Newton. Uh, I, I I guess I agree that that's a wash because they both they both are sure. dynamic off the ball. They're like streaky as three point shooters, um, but they both do everything in terms of like scoring, facilitating, rebounding, defending. So that's probably a push. I mean, Newton's a stud. Like he was playing like a player of the year the first like four weeks of the season. Yeah. And Trey was Trey's Trey's had some really good games lately too. Ever since the U, ever since the UNLV game, UNLV game, Trey's been pretty good. Yep. I think he's. Let me see. Yeah, the St. John's game, he had eight points only, struggled from the field, but you know, still had five assists, two steals. But ever since the UNLV game, he's had three. He's had three twenty-point games since the UNLV game. So, I mean, yeah, he's been he's been playing pretty well. Um. What are the other ones? Could pop Baylor, 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 Shireman, and Stefan Castle is a fun one. Um, he takes Shireman. That's a fun one. Well, because Castle is like Castle is really dangerous in transition, especially when he gets ahead of steam. Like he's only ever he's not a shooter like Baylor is, so he can't like. Oh no, yeah, he's he, an can't, he, he can't go off like like Baylor can scoring wise, you know. But he can score big buckets and. You know, he, he's a good offensive rebounder. I, yeah, that's not, that's not, Baylor owns that one. That's not, Baylor, Baylor got that. Yeah. That's not a barely, is it? Like, the, no, it's it, not a barely. You know, Baylor's shooting, Baylor shooting, I think Baylor's shooting 55% from three in league play on the road this year so far. I know two of those are saying right, but, barely, saying barely is seeing the potential that Stefan yeah. Castle has, but yeah. not seeing him for who he actually is right now. I think right now. it's yeah. clearly Baylor right now for talking about the player, for talking yeah. about who has potential as a player like Stefan Castle has potential, but like he's not there yet. He's not where Baylor is right now as a college basketball player. Yeah. So then it's Caravan is Caravan's better than Mason Miller. So the UConn wins that matchup if they're if they're going traditional one through five with Johnson and Klingon. Yep. So Spencer versus uh, Ashworth. Both guys are like knockdown shooters, right? Even though Steven, yeah. even though Ashworth has struggled from three, he's he's what's he shooting now? Let me see. Um, because he's been getting going. Yeah, he was two for four against Providence, three for eight from against St. John's. Like he's been hitting timely threes more than like high percentages. He's been struggling. Because he was 0 for 5 against DePaul, even though he got good looks. So he's yeah, he's shooting 34% from three on the season. Um, 36% in tier A and B matchups. But he's only 26% in conference play so far. So I don't know. Maybe it's a game where he goes off, but body of work wise, Steven's a knockdown shooter. Cam Spencer's a knockdown shooter. Yeah. And then you look at Ashworth's playmaking. Players. 24 assists, six turnovers in Big East play so far for Ashworth. Like, you know. 
against when you look at Villanova, Marquette, St. John's, and then Devin Carter for Providence, like four tough defensive units that he's had to deal with. Right. And, he has, and he only has six turnovers against them. Um, I, I mean, I'm giving, I, I'm giving the edge to Cam because he's been more consistent. But I don't think it's like a – I think the Caravan-Miller matchup is the most lopsided one for UConn. I'll give I'll give Cam the edge, but Ashworth could play better tomorrow. So yeah, there's that. There's like does you does Creighton Creighton even match up straight up like that though? No, Hawkbender will guard whoever the five basketball. You can't. It's hard. It's so hard to do that now. Yeah, to say straight up matchups because like. If you have a player on your yeah, like if you have a, you could you could have a player on your bench who you could insert in the starting lineup for certain games during the conference yeah. season. Like it's just yeah, it's it's, I think, it's different. I think if I think if uh I think if UConn goes with a traditional five, whether it's Johnson and Caravan or just Johnson, in moments like that, when they have their normal five out there, I think Miller Mason Miller guards Castle. Yeah, and yeah. Baylor guards caravan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Mason is probably the one Mason is probably the guy that Yukon uh will other than Steven, uh that's probably the two that they'll want to attack. So they'll want to try to get like they'll want to try to get like Newton on Ashworth and let him go to work. They'll want to try to get um like Castle on him and try to like attack him, go to the rim on him. And then Miller's the same way. Like, I don't think Creighton wants to get Mason Miller on Alex Caravan very often, right? Like, so you know, they'll try to they'll try to hide him on like a non-shooter like Castle, or yeah, I don't know, or like Samson Johnson, like things like that. So they won't live on that. But yeah, I think Creighton's. I think this is a really interesting matchup because I think there's a lot of matchups on the floor that each team can exploit. And take advantage of so it's gonna be fun yep. to see how like how each like Hurley and Mac play that play that scheme game you know how that they chess game, game plans. Yeah. yeah you know it's gonna be fun but I think there's like I said I think both teams if they isolate the right matchups and attack them consistently enough I think this could end up being a higher scoring game than people might expect it to be yeah. just because of all the talents on the floor honestly like yeah. There's some buckets on the floor. Like there's seriously, a lot got, of buckets there's on the like floor. when you look at Trey and Baylor, and then like Cockburn are inside, and then you look at the other side of it, like the way Caravan can shoot it, the way Spencer can shoot it, the way Tristan Newton can take over games. Like there's guys on the floor who yeah, it could go up like, quick. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they'll they're not afraid to cook. You know, like okay, yeah, I got my matchup. Get out of the way. Let me do this. You know, like it'll be. A, I think we would see a lot of that tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm just praying for no foul trouble. We haven't seen that yet. We we haven't seen that yet. The one game where Trey got in foul trouble was Providence, right? That's the only one where Creighton's had to deal with. Yep. But that's why I just – that's why I want it to be high scoring. I want it to be fast. Let the boys play. Yeah. It's going to be an up-and-down game, I think, because that's – I think that's how UConn's been successful. Yeah. Without without clinging is getting up and down, playing in transition – you know, getting their shooters in space and letting them let it rip, you know? Yes, but sir. I think, I think Creighton wants to play the same way, too, so let it fly. I think both teams will be comfortable to the corners. like that. To the corners. Yeah, no, I think it will be – do you think who dictates pace runs the game? Because I just worry about that for home teams. I think that we could definitely go on some streaks, but I just mm-hmm. think it's, it's, it's a tough place well, to play, man. I, I don't know if this is a game where where Creighton will worry about pace because I don't think, yeah I don't, I don't think I UConn want I don't think UConn wants to attack Creighton's set defense if they can avoid it at all you know right I think they want right. I think I think they want I think they want to get out and transition as much as possible yeah. because you want to beat Carpenter down the floor um you want to attack mismatches and with the you know as Creighton's so disciplined in terms of like. You know the way they navigate ball screens and the way they funnel everything to Kalkmaner and make you score over him. That even if UConn like like some of the matchups they're getting, they're still gonna probably have to score over Kalkmaner in most of them. You know, with the way Creighton yeah. funnels its defense to him. 
So I think UConn's going to be wanting is going to want to play in transition as much as possible tomorrow night because they want to attack. They want to attack Creighton before Kalkwinder can get set and make an impact. So if he's chasing the play, or if he's late getting matched up, that's where UConn's going to want to play. So I think we're going to see fast-paced game because we know Creighton wants to play fast, and we know UConn doesn't want to score against Kalkwinder. So I think both teams are going to want are going to have some urgency in terms of getting the ball up as fast as as they can and finding the best shot possible for the other team's defense to set up. Let's hoop. Let's hoop. Did I give you the answer you were looking for there? Yeah, that was it. I appreciate you. I genuinely believe it. I wasn't just trying to cater to your No, I know. Your wishes. No, I know. It sounded it sounded pretty legit. So that's I, I kinda got the, the sarcasm in your voice went away like fifteen seconds into it. So I was like, Oh, yeah. okay, thanks. I was I was trying to like sell it to you legitimately. Oh uh, yeah. Well you did that. Thanks. Yeah. Good. I'm happy then. Um who we got tonight? We got Butler Xavier. Butler Xavier, Xavier at at Cintas, right? And then mid the mid bowl. We're having a mid off tonight. <laughs> it's a mid off. It's a mid off, but like Xavier came back to Butler's level, and Butler got better. So it's like a mid off, but Butler Butler improved. Butler was bad last year. They got blown out like six, seven times. Yeah, Butler was like bad mid. Now they're like good mid. Okay, so it's like good mid off. It's a quality yeah, mid off. It's, it's like quality a, mid quality. Yeah, battle of the quality mids. It's like a bubble mid off. They're both bubble teams, right? Like so, it's a yep. bubble mid off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we got having a mid off. <laughs> we got Seton Hall at St. John's, right? Yeah, Seton where? Hall at St. John's. Is it Cornsecker or MSG? That one that ends at the Rock, right? Or no? Oh, wait, Seton Hall's hosting it. I, I thought think, it was at St. John's. On. I saw. I saw fan. I saw. I think I saw someone. Hold on. Oh, you're right. It is at the Rock. Yep. Prudential Look at Center. Me. Look at and Rick Patino. Rick Patino's. Rick Patino's out with COVID too, so he's not coaching tonight. It's because he was in UK. Yo, we gotta stop sending these old coaches to dirty Jersey. They're gonna die. We're gonna get all these coaches sick. <laughs> sending them to Prudential Center in Jersey. That place is. So you're dirty. saying he didn't get Rats it in Omaha? Then is what you're saying. So you're saying no. he didn't. Okay. Right. Maybe on the flight from Omaha, actually. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. He was in the airport. I don't know. It was the last game they played, so technically Creighton gave it to him somehow. Oh, shit. So, That's not good. I didn't think about that. But he did say he wanted to go jump in the snow in order yeah, to that, 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 So he might have done some karma. Crazy. That might have been karma. That's what I'm, yeah, he said he wanted to die, and then he got COVID. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like he might have just given himself COVID, honestly, with the way he was like, we might have not taken him. We might not have taken him seriously enough when he said we thought, oh, he's being funny and sarcastic. And yeah, it's just like using some dark humor. And like he was serious. He like left the presser and went. he's like, I'm going to go. Get, <laughs> did jump get, in yeah, snow. I'm going to get myself killed. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fucking I got COVID from the snow. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we well, yeah, I hope he's OK. But yeah, that's a dub for Seton Hall. Seton Hall has been very good at home this year. They have been. So you're saying like that's what I, that's the other part of it too is like, so like, man, this is crazy because that means Seton Hall gets to six and one. That means Seton Hall gets to, that means no, just in conference play they get to six and Whoa. one and, and they host Creighton on Saturday. They could they could be seven and one this Seton Hall team with no studs like Kadari Richmond's their only like damn like good player. You know what I mean? The rest of them are yeah. just like, wow. I know. Look at the hall. Look at the hall. Yeah, seriously, I, I, that would have been shocking to me that they that if they if they if they beat St. John's yeah, tonight so without Patino, this... and then they beat Creighton on Saturday, that puts them at seven and one through eight games. That's craziness. They've already then they've already then they would have already beaten UConn, Marquette, and Creighton, and won at Hinkle, and won at Hinkle. <laughs> Think about that. They've already taken out Hinkle, and they've beaten UConn, Marquette, and Creighton. They've already at least split those series. That's craziness. Yeah, Creighton's gonna be on. This is quite the week now. I really, I get. Wow, wow, right, right, right. You see how big this week is now. Like when you put it in those terms. Wow. Now I actually want Seton Hall to win so that they are feeling themselves. Get to six and one, and like you. So you want to you want to take out the number one ranked champs, and then you want to go play six and one league leading Seton Hall and beat them too. I do. I do. I do. I'm out for blood. Let's but you're not just it. out for blood. Like you, you're not just wanting Creighton wins. You want like Creighton wins against opponents who think at the that top they're the tier. Shit. Yeah, yeah. 
it's you gotta we build them up so that it feels so yeah. good to take them down. That's what so you want. That's what I mean. You want to take teams down a peg is what you're looking for. You're not you're not trying to play yeah. the call anymore. You don't want to. Yeah, it's not. I don't want to kick people while they're down. I want to kick people while they're up. Okay, so you like punching yeah. up in life is what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. more funny to yeah when people are in the prudential. It's more fun to mess with people in the prudential suites than the regular rooms. Okay, you like raining on parades, not not like yeah. Um, spitting on homeless people or whatever it is yeah like, exactly yeah, yeah. I like yeah some people i told you some people just want to see the world burn all right <laughs> I, I, i'm consistent though i would have always pegged you as one of those guys who's like it's chaos just give me chaos i am like, it's give my, me everything it's... give me all the give me all the good vibes and then just let me wreck them like find me yeah. the find me the people that are like feeling good about themselves right now and let me let me take them out yeah this is why i'm a great competitor I think that's what made yeah. you a great scout team guy, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, the, you're, you're like, you come in and the starters are all feeling good after a win. They're all, like, feeling themselves. Like, oh, I scored 30 last night. I'm, like, hot shit, you know. And then, like, you come in the gym 30 minutes early, get ready, and, like, you're just, like, all hyped to yeah. score on, like, get yeah. buckets on Ty and Mitch and Marcus. And, yeah. No, I would tell like, them. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, thank you guys for making my scholarship worth it. I'm glad I come here to support you all. Thanks for proving me right. Um yeah, no, and that was fun too because, well, one, I like to play pretend, so that was always good. It's yeah. fun to play. It's like fan like, fiction, pretend. right? I'm Miles Powell like, today. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm like, Marcus yeah, exactly. Howard. It's it's yeah. like going to Comic Con. Like, it's like, oh, I get to be Iron Man today, but it's like, nope, I get to be Miles Powell. So it was great. I get um, to be so an all American guard today. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. That part was great. Yeah. And I actually, the problem was people didn't understand this. That's how I actually felt in my head. I was like, oh, no, I am an all American guard. You guys just don't know that, but I am. So, I would just go out there and be me. Um, I, it was I, the hard ones I knew when it. I had to be, when I had to be the, uh, who was it? Like the Sonogos from Seton Hall or uh, who was it? Just guys who only had floaters. Uh, what was my man from? Uh, oh, guys who, did, guys who couldn't shoot, you mean? like The lefty, uh, the lefty from Butler. Kamar Baldwin. Kamar Baldwin. No. Uh, who was the lefty from Butler? The other, kids? the other, the other guard, the other guard, the lefty one. Oh, like Aaron, Thompson? Aaron Thompson. Aaron Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the tough ones. That's Miles tough. Power, fun. Yeah. But yeah, so it was always good, but it was always fun, you know, when Tyshawn or Mitch would come in there, like after a win, feeling themselves and be like, mm-hmm. what? You think that effort's going to like, we beat DePaul, bro. You think that's just going to work next game? Like, we beat Georgetown, dog. You think that effort's going to work? Like, they'd be like, Oh, were you were you Austin were you Austin Reeves too? How many how many studs have you been? Uh, who was who was Reeves. who was Austin? Because that was the day that was when Denzel was eligible, so he couldn't be scout team anymore. Yeah, I was Austin. Because that first, I'm trying to think who would have been Austin Reeves. Was Davion out yet? Would he have Not been yet. Austin Reeves? I don't think so. Well, if you no, he wasn't even healthy yet for Oklahoma. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think he was. Yeah, on scout yet. Yeah. I don't think he started getting on scout to like second half of the year because he wasn't, he wasn't even healthy. Yeah. So I think he might've been Austin Reeves. I think he might've been miles Powell and Marcus Howard. Max Struess. Struess. Kamar Baldwin. Damn dude. You were like a whole all America team. I had some studs. You Who were else like... did we have? Um, I'm trying to think who you would have been. Cause that was like second half of your career where they started giving you that. I'm trying to think who else was in the league. Uh which who are you for Villanova? Were you Sadiq Bay, Justin Moore? Which one I of those Sadiq guys were Bay, you? I was Sadiq Bay a lot. You were Sadiq, Sadiq Bay a lot? Bay, and then who else was I from Nova? I used to take notes on this stuff. I used to like when I was watching your scouts, I used to like Nova. Oh, no, number, they let I'd be me, like I Nova number be... five, Jordan Scurry, so I knew who you were, you know. Yeah, were you uh, they, were you ever uh, what's his face? Who was the dude who was good from St. John's? That dude, uh, Shamari Pons. Who was Shamari? Oh, Shamari. That was no, that was Davion. Davion was Shamari. Was freshman year. When we didn't okay. Play. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, you've been you've been like a. I bet you a lot of those guys gonna have their jersey retired. So you've been some you've been some Marcus Powell, Marcus Howard will have his jersey retired. I don't know if Miles Powell will because he sued Unit Seton Hall after the fact. So that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's one. tough to get your jersey retired after you sue the university <laughs> when you leave. So you're in a legal battle. <laughs> yeah. 
So unless he wins like a jersey retirement ceremony in the court battle, then you probably won't have <laughs> yeah, that might have but, to be part of the his lawyers gonna have to work that one in. It's part of the settlement. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Butler probably doesn't, that cop behind that mod is already asleep. He's sleeping right now on FS1. Dude's asleep. It's like the game hasn't even tipped yet. There's a priest behind Sean Miller. God, I love the Big East. There's so many priests, dude. Yeah, it's These just games. great. It's just they remember like priests in the presser for St. John's and Pino's like cussing his ass off. There's like just a priest sitting in the room going. It's good. I feel like it's a good, good, good fate, good place for the priest. You know, they need yeah. they need to have some fun in their lives. You know, the Big East is the only the Big East is the most like. I bet you if there was like an all American team of just priests, like team chaplains or whatnot, I bet you the Big East oh, would, easy. would run that shit. Like they're the best. They it have the be. best. The best priest squad of hoopers in the in the country, I bet. Because these dudes all show up. These dudes all show up, but these priests are not like they have swagger to them. They walk around like 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 hot shit. Like they're yeah, like it's, they, it's weird. It's weird energy, but it's like it's, priest, it's because you know I mean? it's because like, they're they're Jesuit, so it's they're re- they're a real gang. I'm dead serious. They're the yeah, Society yeah. of Jesus. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a gang. It's like the Bloods yeah. of the Crips. It's like when you walk around with that like that gang. That that feeling like you've got a gang behind you. That's how yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. the big like east and like yeah. in feel empowered, Jesuit right? schools like, like, work. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you feel like, like, if, you're like if something ever goes down, a thousand Jesuits behind you. You like, like yeah, it's crazy. It is so true though. It's so when you see these people, when you see these dudes walking around, like you you think like you don't want to mess with them because they like they look like they're about that, you know? Like yeah, no, Father Henderson, even the way he walks around, like he owns some stuff. Like he just walks around all the time. Like he, you like, oh, you. You CEO or a priest? Like I don't know. Yeah. Like you walk around with CEO energy. So all right, CEO. That's what I'm. Yeah, it is. It's like a powerful. It's like a I'm I'm the coolest dude in here right now. Energy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I bet yeah. if that's what God is, they walk up. Head, they walk up and dap up if, everybody, dude. <laughs> these priests are walking up like dapping up players, coaches, like fans. Like they're like they're like the coolest motherfucker in the building. I like that's the, that's the type of energy that these big East priests have. They're all walking around. And then there's the Providence ones that like wear the like the, the That's clan scary. They wear the like, scary the clan hoodies like going down. But they're the ones who don't fit in. Like everyone else is like got cool priests and Providence has these these like monks running around. <laughs> so that's how they roll. And then they got that's that weird classic. ass mask. They got the weird ass mascot in the monk outfit, and it's just it's like they just scare me. Just stares at little kids all day. It's a very creepy mascot that it literally you, like kids get pictures get i remember i remember i used to be the kid in my like in my, the, the ymca your your team gets sponsored to go to a providence game and they send the mascot and it's like what it's did the, we do wrong i'm so sorry i bet you the providence priests are the ones with the longest criminal records like they're the ones that know where bodies are buried and shit. no it's just it's their their former like degenerate gamblers and former yeah. like yeah, yeah like organized they're they're like low level like low level like mob mob uh members you know like they they, they know well, they people. used to be they yeah, used they're to reformed. be this is their only this is their only this way out. Like, yeah what, their only what's recourse the mark Wahlberg, was to what's join the mark the... Wahlberg movie where he like doesn't even um, play some priest in a movie he's like oh i read this book and it was so inspiring so i wanted to play this role i'm like yeah you're every Priest in Providence to yeah I don't know so Mark Wahlberg because Mark Wahlberg was like when he was like a punk ass kid he was like running around yeah. yelling the n word at people chucking bricks at people yeah like China shops Asian yeah. kids yeah like he was like look up Mark if you're listening look up Mark Wahlberg's like Wikipedia like he's got like a whole like laundry list of like hate crimes <laughs> it's it's like, crazy because it's like when he was racist like the whole yeah. section is basically it is that. like a win it is like <laughs> his racist his racist past and then like now he's a reformed like like you know christian and everything so it's like that's providence priests is like they're all like former like organized crime members that like they have like a thousand n-words on their stat sheet but then now they're priests so it's cool it's that's not, yeah i guess that's how Providence rolls. That's like, that's Boston. That's New England. That's New England. That's New England. Stern knows all too well growing up in it. Oh, uh, yeah. I got to get out of here soon, man. Soon. 
Yeah. Are you coming? Do you know the game you're coming back to Omaha yet? Have we picked that for you? I thought it was the Marquette game, right? <laughs> um, when is the Marquette game? Actually... Um, Marquette. Let's look it up. Actually, this is the second time we've talked about it on the pod too, so I probably shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, March second. March second, Saturday, March second at one. Oh yeah, I'm there, baby. Because that could be a that could be a big one. Yeah, if if, if both teams are still in the hunt for the Big East title, all that yada yada. It's the last senior day. It's Puck Winner, Shireman, Alexander, Senior Day. I mean, Trey's only a junior, but he's not coming back. So, like, it's their last. It'll be the last home game for all those three dudes. The last hurrah. Yeah, I'll make it out there. I love a good senior. Well, I day. just, I thought that was the best one since you were trying to pick one. That's the best one. Well, you just did it for me. This is why we're friends. This is what you do. Yeah. yeah. I can't afford. To, I can't. I can't afford to fly you out there, though. I'm not that good of a friend. I can just right, I can just little encourage little. I'm the kind yeah, of friend that can the, encourage the, you the to scary in the scrub money. the company account we don't have one of those yet the scary no. in the scrub doesn't Ooh. have a company card yet we don't uh, have a company well, we card a, yet we have uh, a stats department though so that's good we probably have few we have probably have fewer uh, advertisers than when we started than we started at zero we probably have with... we probably have advertisers saying you need to pay us money to talk. Yeah, we we probably have people with cease and desist letters after I've said their <laughs> the name in this pod. And yeah, I probably talked so much shit about the certain companies that in this podcast have, that they're like, yeah, um, we sent letter to your home address. Yeah, never mention us again. And then we did all the, and then we went we went heavy on the January sixth stuff. And most of those people are business owners, so like, oh yeah, wait, that might be yeah. Yeah, we might up. have like a, there might be like a letter in the mail from Liberty University, like telling us to never speak. <laughs> or something like, yeah. yeah, we went we went heavy on morals versus uh, money on that one. Our bad. Hey. Damn, Butler, Jesus. Butler came out ready to whip some ass. God, I love oh, this league, dude. I love this fucking league. Xavier just went to the amp and dog walked Providence. Butler just. Uh, lost at home to Seton Hall, and then they're meeting at Cintas, where like Xavier should be hyped and Butler should be like shaking up a little bit, and Butler's just whooping them right now. I Butler's love this feeling league. good. Yeah, and I'm watching right this now. This league too. is like I so think... much. This league has so much like fight to it. Like everybody is like, like dudes just show up pissed off. You know what I mean? Like oh, we're not losing again, kind of energy, you know. And then teams like yeah. that win, like they like lose their edge a little bit and they get punched, and then they get that yeah, energy but... of like we're not losing again, you know. Butler's been fighting this year, too. Butler's been so fun to watch this year. J.D. Davis is just so tough with the ball, but then... It's DJ Davis, but I guess... DJ, J.D., you could go either way. Either way. Either either way. Aren't you a J.D.? Aren't you... What's your middle name? I am a J.D. Jordan Derrick. Jordan Derrick? Yes, sir. Nice. So, yeah, you're a J.D., so that's why you went with that. I respect it. Yeah, DJ Davis. And it's Derrick like Um, Rose. Derrick like Rose, not like Jeter. Oh, spelled the so right it's like way. D-R-R-I-C-K? Derek spelled the right way, not the is Derek, way of that guy. Does, Derek, does the right way to spell Derek with two R's? Is that the right way to spell it? Yep. Okay. That's the, at least what my grandmother says, so. I'm not, she was never, never going to respect, I'm going to respect <laughs> Grandma, Grandma Curry, Grandma Scurry. Yeah. Plus, I don't want to end the pod making fun of you, so I did that. The January sixth one. I was talking about your handle. Yep. So I don't want to do it two times in a row. Nope, you don't have to. Got it. Plus, Derek Jeter is plus Derek Jeter is a weird way to spell that name. So I'm probably yeah. I don't know if I'm with the two R's, but I'm definitely with the I C K. Right. Yep. It's I'm not Derek. It's Derek. Not, not Derek. Derek. How many times? How many up, times Derek? in your life? How many times in your life being a Red Sox fan did you say Derek because it's Derek Jeter? Oh, I just call him Cheater. Derek Cheater. Oh, okay. Let's see. So Cheater's yeah, a cheater. Holy crap. I, living in New England, you would think that might have been you you would think his name, you would think some of the Yankees names were like comically I, I like was like is his name Derek Cheater because it rhymes with Cheater? Like that was one of my I was like, is he is he was he named that because that's what he did? Like that's that's what Boston fans convinced me. This is how, yeah, 
Yeah. Like, I came up with Toxic his name after he, beca- after he became a Yankee. Yep. That's how he... Be- okay. Yep. That's like, yeah. that's where my child thought process was. That doesn't surprise me. I was like, wait, me. that name is too... It's too phonetic for New England fans. We love, they love phonetic names to talk shit about. Like, yeah, it's their favorite and thing. It's why they hate LeBron's name. There's nothing that rhymes with it, so they have to just say LeBron sucks. Right, but they're all they're also dumb, so it makes sense. Hey, you know what? I mean, they're you're dumb, not dumb, but they love sports. They do love sports. I don't know. Sometimes I think they hate sports, but just the way they talk about them, but. Yeah, it's, it's there's so much. There's it's so a much weird. It's a weird a lot of toxic. relationship. Is it weird that we're ending this podcast like we do phone conversations? Like, are people still listening? No, to right now? no, I probably I mean, not. But yeah, if anyone's interested in the team, the most toxic team in Boston, I think, or the team that people like, I think, break their hearts over the most, it's the Bruins. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't every get year. like I don't get the like Bruins, the Bruins or every single year of my life. I think the Bruins. There's been some type of maybe there was like there was a, actually no there was there there was a chunk where it was not a thing, but for the majority of it, like I've heard the most Bruins years be like this could be our like Bruins are like the Cowboys of the of hockey because it's like every year could be the year. But then it's like tremendous amounts of heartbreak for New Englanders who are very invested into hockey the same way it is for Cowboys fans. Um, it wasn't that way, obviously. Like, I think because, like, the, the Patriots were, like, the worst of the worst until my, like, the 2000s. So that one built its way up to become a thing now. And then the Celtics... People are used to being on and off. So, yeah, the Bruins are the team people break their hearts over the most, for sure. I don't really have anything to add to this. I just Yeah, no, I don't know. I we, record, just, we recorded too long today. I was just going off, so. That's my, that's my I, I, well, I, I, thanks yeah. for coming to my TED Talk. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk about Boston sports. sports. Thanks for listening to me talk about Boston sports. We talked about, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about priests, basketball, Boston sports, $2 beer night. We covered a lot. That's it. That's all I got to say. I don't got anything else to say. I literally, I literally am out of shit to say. I have, I have nothing. I don't even know what to say next. Like, what should we talk about next? And that's all, folks. That's all. For Jordan Scurry, I'm Matt DeMarinas. Thanks for tuning in to Scurry in the Scrub. And we'll talk to you maybe before Seton Hall. We'll see. We'll see. If Scurry gets, like, if, if the $2 beers do a number just on record. Them. Just Just record all the voicemails I send you. Tomorrow night, if we win, splice them all together and put them into yep. a podcast. Just, just put them into a podcast. Okay, that's what I'll do actually, because that'll be Sweet. entertaining. So. All right, everyone, have a good week. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Talk to you soon.